0: Kicking and streaming podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com.
1: Yeah, because I, I think some of it is, is kind of trying mm. to let go of, of stuff that you had wanted to happen and mm. and maybe didn't. Um, at least speaking for myself and then, try, but at the same time, trying to look forward and going, okay, but I still have, you know, time to do X, Y, and Z, but at the same time, you still have regrets. I'm, I'm just speaking for myself. I don't
0: No, I I, I get it. And, and I, it, it's, it's, it's the same thing for me in that you, you sort of figuring out how to let go of things that you wanted to do just as a, as a, as a matter of vanity and, yeah. and, and that yeah. now it's okay. On to the important stuff. Cause of course we're in the, in the, you know, second half of, of life, the second act of life and everything has had, must have a meaning and everything must be, um, you know, for, for the, for the best, you, you know, there's no time for, I'm not saying there's no time, but you know, doing things for the sake of vanity is no longer a priority, but rather doing things, you know, for it to be meaningful either to our own lives or the lives of the people around us. Yeah. That's the way I kind of feel about it.
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, you got it. You nailed it.
0: i tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> and so in terms of the movie that we're going to talk about today, how, how did you like it? <laughs>
1: I enjoyed it very, very much. Um, I, I actually enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. Hold on, i got to mute the mic because I'm going to start a coughing fit. <laughs> mm. Sorry, that's probably going to happen a lot.
0: i to so see if some editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all good.
1: I, statistically speaking, I should have never heard of Rudy Ray Moore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the character of Dolomite. Um, I don't know how, but I had, Ooh. and I actually was I had a conversation with my husband. I'm like, "How do I know who Dolomite is?" And he's like, <laughs> I, I, "I have no idea."
0: <laughs> maybe it's because so, you're from Maryland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. I have no idea. But um, so I was I was excited for this because I, I knew about Rudy Ray Moore. I knew not nearly as much as a lot of people do, obviously. But and I knew about the character of Dolomite. So I, I had a good feeling about this because I like Eddie Murphy. This has some good writers and director and uh producing staff behind it. So I was hoping it would be good. What did you think of it?
0: You know what? It was it was one of the best little feel good movies I've seen in a long time. Uh it was a story of triumph But more than anything else, it was the affirmation of how a lot of people make things happen for themselves and don't wait for anybody to give them anything. Yes. Um, And and it it also is a confirmation for whoever is trying to make it in this, especially now in this gig economy, as they call it, that, you know, sometimes you, you want to hang you, you hang the the, the the gloves or hang the boots and just call it a day. And we've seen that, you know, this is, this is one of those things that we've, we've, we've talked about you and I Jocelyn, about, about podcasting, for instance, is like the growth is so slow that sometimes you ask yourself, am I doing this only for my own pleasure? <laughs> you know? Right. And then, and then one day you look and you see you actually can see it, but you know, I I love the story of perseverance of Rudy Ray Moore, and I think whoever wrote the story did him justice, and of course Eddie Murphy did him justice.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I I think to harken back to our earlier conversation about age um Rudy Ray Moore you know he'd been fighting for what he wanted for a long time but he didn't really hit his success with Dolomite until he was nearly 50. Yes yes. So I think that's that's inspirational too.
0: Exactly because you know age dares you to be more uh, defiant because you know that time is of the essence isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, I, I either have to do this or you know just just die with the what if in my head in mean. it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's time for us to sort of bring our audience in the loop. <laughs>
1: yeah, we've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: you go. There you go, Graham and Jocelyn. <laughs>
1: This is Kicking and Streaming
0: Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And formally go ahead and say hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. After uh, a whole week seeing, uh, without without having Jocelyn, I have to tell you that I'm the happiest guy in the room because things have gotten back to normal. I've got my half, and by half, I mean my definitely better half in every way, shape, or form. Jocelyn, it's so great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming back.
1: <laughs> it's good to be back. <laughs>
0: And today we are talking about the Netflix movie Dolomite is my name starring Eddie Murphy after a long long time without seeing him in pretty much yeah, I think anything. And it's
1: been about 3 years I think since he's done anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I don't and, and I, I think I I would like to talk about that and I want to I, I want to hear what you have to say about that because I feel like Eddie Murphy And his brother, Charlie, were very, very close. Um, Yes. And, you know, like when you've had your wingman forever, forever, ever since for for as long as you can remember and for not having him or her anymore is it's got to be hard. So, yeah, I'm I'm tempted to think that Eddie's absence Maybe has something to do with the fact that, you know, Charlie is no longer there. And as a matter of fact, at the end of the movie, it's dedicated to to Charlie.
1: It is. It is.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, Dolomite is my name is an incredible story of triumph and in taking risk. But also it's an incredible story of how out-of-the-blue character can become such an icon in an entire culture. And uh, again, I'd like to say, I I, want to say that Eddie Murphy does the character of Fruity Ray Moore, a lot of justice. And we want to go, you know, to talk about that today and encourage people to go ahead and watch this movie. Like you said, Jocelyn, you know, a lot of people, more people may know about Rudy Ray more, more, more because of the fact that he's been dubbed the godfather of, of rap. than because of the fact that he was an actor, producer, comedian, singer, dancer, no, all the things that he was. Yeah. And to a certain extent, he, he, you know, his entire career looks more like the reverse the reverse evolution of of today's rappers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yes. <laughs>
0: because rappers start rapping and then they become uh actors and, and stuff and sometimes for the longest time you don't even remember that they used to be rappers. Yes.
1: <laughs> You're right. You are right. <laughs>
0: yeah, I often ask myself, what exactly did LL Cool do again? <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. And at the end of the day, in the case of Rudy Ray Moore, he started in in comedy, in in acting, and the whole thing. And then at the end of the day, he became a rap icon for some reason. Well, for obvious reason is the fact that he he he, he was a dude that could literally spit a rhyme on a dime and. And, and blow you out of this world so again you, you we've already talked about what we think about the movie and i guess it's just a matter of going through the story for anyone who's sort of like passed on like you know when you're scrolling through netflix And you see this and, yeah, it's Eddie Murphy in the movie, but I don't know what it's what's about. So I'm just going to pass on to it and watch something that I'm familiar with. Jojo, why don't you go ahead and tell people what we're talking about here?
1: So Dolomite Is My Name is a it's a it's a biography, biographical work um, about uh, Rudy Ray Moore, who was a comedian, he was a rap pioneer, he was uh, a dancer, he was an actor, he was a director, Um, and he created the character of Dolomite, who um, was someone who was uh, very much in the the black exploitation era of movies, um, was a hero. And the reason, I think, to watch this movie is, you know, for those who, who have may have never heard of Dolomite or may have never heard of Rudy Ray Moore, is, as Graham was saying, is this movie is a really feel-good movie. And there's a lot of family feeling and a feeling of finding your own family among your friends and among your community. And it's a movie about friendship it's a movie about overcoming struggle struggles to make your dreams come true and not in the sense of um you know i'm gonna believe in luck or 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 anything like that but in the sense of i'm gonna make my dreams come true and i'm gonna make it happen and i'm not gonna hurt anybody on the way doing it i'm not gonna step on people i'm gonna take my friends along with me
0: yeah. Yes. Yes. That. What a beautiful way of summarizing this whole thing, man. And again, you you you've done it again, Johnson. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Seriously, it's it's like I said. This is, you know, precise, compact, but like with with the with the entire story. So, I I just love to sit back and in watching you do your thing because it, <laughs> it, it is absolutely exactly what you said, and. This is an an inspiring story in, in so many ways, because like you said, this is a guy that decided to do his thing to make things happen for himself without stepping on anybody's toes. No. Because, uh, so you could argue that Dolomite is a fictional, perhaps the... You want to, if you want to be completely honest is it's like the has its origin in Negro folklore in in maybe in the deep South or whatever. So it is basically the the stuff of legend that we all hear about and it takes us growing up a little bit and learning more about life to finally realized maybe all of these people that my grandparents, my great grandparents and my mom and dad talk about, all of these legends, all of these tales that they tell me about these people, maybe it's just made up. It's just, uh, uh, you know, folktale, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I remember a few years ago we were watching the animated series, uh, The Boondocks, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And in The Boondocks, there is. There are a couple of episodes where they talk about Catcher Freeman. Catcher Freeman was sort of like one of those characters created by old black folks about how this guy was the greatest liberator of slaves. And he was like seven foot tall and he can whoop everybody's ass and blah, 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 blah. But yet everybody had their different, a different version of Catcher Freeman. And that is what it is. Even in growing up in our own communities, in our own, you know, for me, growing up in Latin America, in my barrio, you know, anybody, anywhere you grow up, there are people that they just are sort of in your mind in a poster somewhere in a pedestal and people you think you'll probably will never get to meet because they are legends. And uh, what we see here is that's what Dolomite is. But Rudy Ray Moore needing something to kick off his creative juices utilizes uh, sort of like borrows this character and sort of makes it, brings this character into the the light and ultimately to Hollywood. mm mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And, but I think if we are to be honest, it is possible that he, Rudy Ray Moore was Dolomite and it was dormant throughout his entire life until he found himself. Yeah. You know, they say that necessity is the mother of all inventions. And I feel like if you look at the movie, when you start looking at it, this is a guy that is either coming to the realization that he's running out of time to make his dream happen. Or he's got to do something completely impactful in order to make his dream happen. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think coming to a realization too, and in, in in finding his feet in the character of Dolomite, you know, there's this scene where he's he's practicing some of his lines, and he comes across a picture of his father, and his father was abusive. Yeah. And he, he takes some of those lines and kind of flings some of that, that pain and that feeling of always being told, you know, you're, you're a piece of shit. You're never going to amount to anything and going, nope, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I am, I am more than a piece of shit. I am wonderful. And I'm going to create this character who can kick everybody's ass because I, I needed somebody to do that for me when I was a kid and I didn't have them. So I'm going to create that character. That character is going to kick motherfuckers asses for me because I couldn't do that for myself when I was little.
0: Yes. And w- one thing you said that I, I I know is, in fact, one of the greatest qualities of this movie is the fact that this is not a guy who is climbing up the ladder and kicking everybody kicking everybody else coming behind him down you know what i mean you can yeah. see how he's like no i'm going to do this but along with me i am going to bring everybody who surrounds me who, everybody who's around me and this is yep. what he did right yep. um, particularly i like his encounter for the first time with lady reed
1: me too that me
0: too that was brilliant
1: it really was brilliant. And it's such a refreshing take, um, you know, because they could have turned that and it wasn't in real life, but they could have turned that into sort of a romance thing. Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't. They didn't take that route. They went the route of these people are equals, and he is going to bring her along because he sees the talent in her and how funny she is and how strong she is. And you know, she's going to be in his movie because of that. You know, not because they had some sort of romantic relationship. I, I just I, I I love what they did with that character. Um, Divine Joy Randolph is amazing as. They the character yes. uh, and just the the chemistry between the two of them, and the fact that they're friends, and you can feel their friendship is is lovely. Yes, yes, yes. And
0: you know, I, I think touching back a, a little bit on what you were saying, as Rudy Ray Moore having been somebody who was told from childhood that he would never amount to anything, you can tell that he developed an eye for. People like him, people, yes. people who have been in his shoes, and who oh, perhaps in the moment, at that moment where they meet, are in his shoes, and and he had these these ability to to just lift them up. Like, look, I know that you know I have no nowhere else to go but up, but I want to bring you with me. Yeah, and he did that for pretty much everybody in, 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 in the cast, like, you know, all of the characters of the cast, you have the character of Jerry Jones, for instance, who was just a little community theater, well, director and, and writer, you know, and granted when, the, when, Rudy Ray goes to him and, and present his ideas. He had so many crazy ideas that, Ru, uh, you know, Jerry Jones could have said, no, man, I, I want no part of this because, you know, I'm too good for that. <laughs>
1: You're crazy. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, and I don't know if, it were, if I were Jerry Jones, I don't know that I would have, would have said, look, man, it's all good. I probably could introduce you to some people that want to be in that Kind of shite, yeah. But no, uh, no, thank you. Because if you want to look at it from 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 a different perspective, Jerry Jones was actually doing something that was quite prestigious, if you will. Uh, not for the fame and for going to Hollywood or whatever, but you know, he was an acting coach and acting professor or whatever, and. He was like, like he said, there are a lot of people here that have dreams of becoming actors, but nobody is giving them the chance. So theater is what they have. And, and I'm giving them that. Yes. But, you know, you also have to say that Rudy Ray Moore was insanely persuasive, wasn't he? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he could he could sell freaking eyes to an Eskimo. <laughs> like Yes. Yeah, I yes. need to do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. It's like, yeah man, shut up. Like, we're gonna give you what you want. <laughs> 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 um so yeah, this is this is that kind of movie and uh, I think we could go ahead and get into the cast. What do yes. you think of the cast? I know you've already talked about uh divine joy randolph um
1: i i enjoyed the cast i enjoyed because one of the first folks that you see that i, I wasn't expecting to see was snoop dog <laughs> so so that just made me happy to see snoop Dogg, and i think his character was perfect for him and um i also have to say that wesley snipes was a big surprise for me <laughs> Wesley was funny and he yes, was insanely so surprising. Funny. So funny, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I don't obviously, I haven't seen all of the movies that he's ever made, but I've been more used to him as being like, you know, the, the, the big tough
0: badass, strong, the, yes. bl-
1: the, badass in Blade, you know, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So, so to see him play this particular character was, uh, was delightful because he just he pulls it off.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he opened his mouth, I was laughing my butt off. Yes.
1: Uh, yes.
0: One of the first actors that we see on screen, and as a matter of fact, his character, his little appearance in the movie is what leads Rudy Ray Moore to discover that he has the potential to do something about Dolomite is this actor, Ron Cephas Jones, and this dude is, is like a, an insanely good character actor. So he's everywhere. You have seen him, you know, from uh, Law and Order to be, more recently, he's been on This Is Us. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, you, you know how we feel about This Is Us, but I know that he's on This Is Us. <laughs> Yes. In a supporting role. I think he plays the character that is the father of the character that um, was his name. You know, everybody's favorite black guy in This Is Us. I don't remember his name. Why can't I remember his name? What is his name again?
1: Uh, it's
0: gone poof. I know, like, and this is a very easy name too. But for some reason, I can't remember. it. But like he plays, he plays the character of his biological father. Because remember Sterling this? Brown, Sterling K. Brown. That's right. Yes, he's like you know, you know that he, he's like Denzel in the nineties. You know, Sterling K. Brown is everybody's favorite, favorite black guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, (laughs) Ron Cephas Jones uh, pulls off this character because it's sort of enigmatic. And I like when he's accused of being a hobo and he quickly, (laughs) quickly rebuts, no, man, I'm not a hobo. I am something, something representation of Negro folklore. And I'm like, yes. You tell it like it is, man. Right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that was that was that was cool to see. And um, who else caught caught your attention? So we, we we've we've talked about uh, Devine Joy Randolph.
1: Titus Burgess is is good. It was funny to see him with a wig.
0: <laughs> I know. And and here's the thing: like everything, everywhere I've seen Titus Burgess, he he kind of i'm i'm like on the on the on the verge of laughing with him, but this yes. time he was kind of serious
1: <laughs> he was he was very serious. Was serious but i i the but the the wig made me giggle <laughs> um i mean i mean he had to have one i mean it was the seventies i don't I don't think anybody in the seventies was allowed to be bald even when you were <laughs> bald you weren't allowed to be bald. <laughs> yeah i think, I'm pretty sure it was against the law,
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
1: So, yeah. I mean, you know, he had to, but, but, um, I enjoy, I enjoyed his character very much. Um, and I enjoyed his portrayal of his, of the character very much. Uh, and he just, a a sweet person.
0: Yes. Yes, he is. Another, you know, supporting character that we saw there that was, you know, obviously always his funny self was Craig Robinson, <laughs> Yes. God, I miss that guy. I, I miss this dude. I miss. I, I'd like to see him every day on TV, but you know, Craig Robinson always doing his music wherever he is in in whatever he is. He, he's he's the musician. He's the singer. He's the you know. But he's just he's a fantastic comedian, isn't he?
1: He really is. Yeah. Uh, he really is. He has one of those faces that makes you smile. <laughs> Yeah, like he just, he just has like, even when he looks angry, he looks happy. It's like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Joyful. Mike Epps. I haven't seen Mike Epps. I have to say, I haven't seen Mike Epps in, in, in a lot of things lately, but there's, it was rumored a long time ago that Mike Epps was going to be doing playing Richard Pryor in whatever biopic movie they were planning on doing about Richard Pryor and I've always I've always kind of questioned that because I know that Mike Epps is funny I like Mike Epps but I, I I wonder would he be able to pull off a Richard Pryor I don't think they look alike and um, I don't know I I I, I struggle with that.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I've only seen a couple of things that that he's been in, so I'm not very familiar with with his work at all. I enjoyed his character in this movie, but I, I'm afraid I I've, I've not seen much that he's been in. Yeah,
0: yeah, and um, I haven't heard much of, of the of the famous biopic movie of Richard Pryor, and I and I know that you know the entire black community is very protective of Richard Pryor's. Um, legacy Mm -hmm. and one could argue that Richard Pryor is the greatest uh, black stand-up comedian to ever exist (laughs) I I I don't know that anybody would 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 argue would would have an argument counter to that. What do you think?
1: I don't think so either. I mean, you can watch some stuff today and, I mean, obviously it's aged, but at the same time, it's yeah. still funny as hell. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. my God. And, even, and some of it is still shocking, too. <laughs> if he was alive today, he would still be
0: able to pull them off. That's the thing about Richard Pryor. Yeah. I, I, is that even those things that, that are dated that we would be looking to cancel out some comedians for saying this shit today Richard Pryor would get away with them easily I don't yeah. I, I I don't know you know he's like the dude that couldn't do no wrong <laughs> you know what I mean um so yeah my Ebb's playing Richard Pryor and I know that I'm kind of like deviating from what he did in this movie but I don't know uh, I, I don't see that uh at all um who who else? So it was surprising to see that there are two appearances that I found a bit surprising. Because when we do see Snoop Dogg do a lot of cameos in movies and videos and stuff like that. Snoop Dogg is everywhere. But TI <laughs> and it was about it was a bit weird to see T.I. with the wig and the little beard and stuff. Like I only figured out that it was TI because, you know, I mean, you, you know, you know which character he played, right? Like the first dude that Rudy Ray Moore goes to see about his.
1: Yes. His, yes. About his, uh, he's trying to pitch the, the idea.
0: Yeah. Like when he made the, the com- the comedy album in his, living yes. room and stuff yes. that, that's that's the guy and I kept thinking to myself well, where is Di? I know T.I. is in this movie where is T.I. The and then when I see him talking to to Eddie and I'm like oh so that's T.I. but this is completely transformed. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that they don't feel like they have to change anything about Snoop Dogg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that might be in Snoop Dogg's contract, though. Snoop Dogg might be like, look, I'll be in your movie, but I ain't changing shit. All yeah. right.
0: <laughs> and you can call me whatever you want, because his name is this movie is Raj. But yet all I saw was Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Ti man, they felt like yeah, man. We gotta transform. Ain't nobody wanna see no damn Ti. <laughs> that shit's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Uh Keegan Michael Key is another dude that I always miss, and um, you know, was a it was a fantastic supporting role, wasn't it?
1: He was good. He he's. I feel like he always gives a pretty solid performance in anything that he's in. Yeah. And um, at first, all I could see was Keegan Michael Key at first <laughs> <laughs> doing his impersonation of a of a because he and um, Key and Peel they they would do the sketch you yes. know where they 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 go from having a, a very black way of speaking to a very white way of speaking. (laughs) And all I could see was Keegan Michael Key doing his impersonation of him doing a white way of speaking (laughs) (laughs) for a little bit. So at first I was like, oh, he's in character. And then, then, then I, 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 you know, it it went away and I was able to see him as the character of Jerry, but, (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) but he was good. He was very, very good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's, he was, he was, he was all in there. The, The other, um, I was telling you that uh, was surprising to me was uh, Chris Rock.
1: Yes. And I I knew that he was in it and I kept waiting and I'm like, where the hell is Chris Rock? And then his, his cameo was not what I was expecting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Chris Rock is supposed to, like you always expect Chris Rock to be, you know, slap knee funny, you know, Mm -hmm. and he was just a DJ and, you know, whatever. I mean, I like that it's, it's unexpected that it's unpredictable. Yes. But when you hear Chris Rock, that's not what you, what you want to, what, not what you want to, but what you're expecting until you see what you see. And Bob Odenkirk also was there. (laughs) Like, what is he doing? I didn't didn't
1: expect to see him. I didn't know he was in it. So when he popped up, I was like, Yes. (laughs) I don't know why I like him so much, but I do.
0: It's it's the thing though, like he is the he has a very recognizable voice. Yes. Like even if he's like all made up and and has a beard or like a scar in his face or whatever, as soon as you hear the voice, you know. Oh yeah, that's that that's Bob and Kurt. You know. Yep. Yeah. There's no missing him. <laughs> There's no missing him. And well, this was like a really small cast.
1: It was. It was. And it felt like they had a lot of fun making this movie. Like it felt like they were a family. I wonder, like, do you think it is
0: fun to make a movie about making a movie? Because like those always seem to be very joyful to me.
1: They do. And I, I, I it must be because I, I just I don't think it would come across on screen the way yeah. as happy and as because everybody just really seemed like they were having a genuinely good time making yes. this movie about making a movie. And I, I, I don't think any of that was fake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The kid that played the photography director, Cody Smith McPhee. Where did I get this kid from? Because, like, he has a very, yeah. It's a very distinct look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, like, half a pound.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah. Turns sideways and
0: disappears. My God. It, like, is it for, because, like, originally when they kind of show up, showed up at the Dunbar, I'm like, are these the junkies coming
1: back into the... That's what I thought, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, the junkies are back. And, and they're going to use them in the movie. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I thought. And then like, oh, no, it's like so-and-so UCLA. And I'm like, oh, so, OK, I see what's going on here. But I guess while in the 70s we had Afros, you know, and stuff, the white kids had, what, were hippies and...
1: Yeah, greasy long hair, <laughs> heroin <I> <laughs> really looking addicts. <laughs> heroin looking addicts.
0: Oh man! So, what else can we say about this movie? Like, otherwise, this is going to be a very short show. <laughs> but <laughs> I think, in essence, this this is not a short movie to tell you the truth. It's like an hour, an hour. Almost two hours.
1: It's almost two hours. It Mm. is. Um, It went by very quickly for me. It's, it's, it was not what I was expecting. I was, I was never, I never really got bored or, or lost interest. Eddie Murphy gives such a great performance. His, his humanity really comes through in this. I feel like this might be one of the best performances I've seen from Eddie Murphy. There's a scene where, um, they tell him that you know where he's he's trying to pitch the movie and the and the guy is like you know we you're not really the type you know we don't typically and people don't go to see movies with with doughy people in yeah. them and and you can see in eddie murphy's face they're like oh man you just that really hurt me man <laughs> and, and, you know I, and, and it's just in his face you know there's, there's nothing that comes uh, you know he doesn't really say anything just, he was like well, I'll, I'll wear a girdle. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, um, motherfucker, I want a girdle. <laughs> yeah,
1: but but I I just I think that his his performance of this character is is very human and very touching, and um, I just really enjoy I enjoy the character of of um, Rudy Ray Moore. I, I he seems like he was like did his best to be a genuinely good person in his success and and in bringing his family along with him and by his family i mean not just blood family but his his good friends his people that were stuck through him through thick and through thin
0: yeah and rudy ray moore died in 2008 and he he continued working until the day he died like you know this wasn't a guy that ever thought i've i made it <laughs> and i'm i'm you know i'm just going to go ahead and chill now yeah you know he, he had the work ethic of a mule and uh and you know call it a success story, a story if you will but for me this is more about perseverance yes Yes, too. You know, for too many of us aren't doing what we love to be doing because we don't want to deal with rejection. And you know, it would be even hypocritical on my part if I wouldn't, if I didn't include myself in this. And perhaps for me, it's not even about dealing with rejection, but rather not want to deal with uncertainties and um having to worry about what am I going to do the next day <laughs> you know what I mean right right but, but I think one of the things that this movie shows is that in order for you to make your dream come true you have to be in it for 100 percent, and you can't you know, you can't always, sometimes it's best that you don't have a plan B, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you have a plan B, you can always go back, go back to being a bartender. You can always go back to being a cook. You can always go back to being, I don't know, whatever it is that you do, that is your plan B. But when when you, when you don't see any other way, but to just keep on moving forward, you're just going to do that because that's what survival is all about. Yes. Right. And the other thing is the ability, for me, the message, the biggest message in this movie is the ability to reinvent on the go.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Reinvent
0: yourself on the go.
1: Yes, like he his- was definitely not a one-trick pony. You know, he didn't have... You know, he tried the music, the the, the, the doo-wop or whatever the song was. Mm-hmm. I'm not using the genre right, but, you know. Yeah. And it, it didn't work. And uh, so he just kept trying just different things. Yeah.
0: And, you know, we, we, we see that a lot. We, we We live in a world of multi-talented people. But also we live in a world of... The ones who are in position to make things happen for you want to always label you as something. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, most people that are involved in art aren't necessarily looking to be just that. They want to be this, they want to be that, which is why exactly what we were talking about. This is why, you know, rappers become movie stars and singers become writers and, and directors and stuff like that we live in a world of multi-talented individuals and you know there is there is no stopping you if 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 you feel like branching out this doesn't mean that you have to be 100% successful at everything, but you can find success if you go at it with passion. This is what the story is all about. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm kind of like out for, (laughs) for this one. You know,
1: (laughs) I, I honestly am too. I, I just, I think it's, uh, I think it's a movie that, that you should watch, not with the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> um, but it it, it is a, such a feel good movie, and it is such a, a a human tale, and it just makes you maybe have a little bit of faith in humanity if you've lost some. And uh, you might not be expecting that from something called Dolomite is my name, <laughs> but it 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 definitely is. And uh, I think everybody that's in it was great, and I think everybody seemed to have a great time making it. And I think it's just one of those things that after you watch it, you're going to be like, you know what? I feel a little bit better about life.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) And we all need that.
0: Yes. Again, it's a, there are so many faces that we needed that we haven't seen in a long time that we've seen in this movie. And that is also a motive to feel good. Um, Such as again, Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes, you know, um, these are people that we need around, (laughs) these are people that we need them to come back and show this younger generation how it's done the right way you know yep and um, that was good to see yeah and the movie again Dolomite is my name it is on Netflix starring Eddie Murphy Mike Epps Divine Joy Randolph Who else is in it? Wesley Snipes.
1: Keegan-Michael Key. Craig Robinson. Yes. Titus Burgess.
0: Titus Burgess. Snoop Dogg. The Snoop. (laughs) Barry Shabaka Henley also makes an appearance there, too. I don't know why, but this dude is in everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes yes he is i was <laughs> it was funny to see him Dude, his he big ass one, he yeah he was another one that popped up and i was like ah
0: yeah is. <laughs> and that's what he does he pops up on everything like for a couple of seconds but he's there Yeah. <laughs> so yes watch this movie tell us what you think interact with us you can find us everywhere on social media. We even are on Pinterest. But except LinkedIn. We don't do LinkedIn. Fuck LinkedIn. (laughs) LinkedIn.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: (laughs) There's a few things we don't do. We don't do This Is Us. We don't do LinkedIn. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know man, I'm just saying <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, no us.
0: <laughs> But hey, if LinkedIn feel like, you know, sponsoring us, that's fine too We'll
1: certainly yeah, welcome fun. your money Yeah, we'll take their money and still say fuck them, but that's okay
0: <laughs> Pretty much like John Oliver does with uh, with Comcast <laughs> <laughs> He goes after AT and T, and then he says, "I got you, money, daddy." <laughs> All right. So yes. So on Twitter, you can find us as kicking n streaming. So kicking the letter n extra streaming. And on Instagram, we are kicking and streaming underscore podcast. How can people find you on Instagram, Josie?
1: I'm Jocelyn Podcast. Jocelyn
0: Podcast. That's exactly right. On Pinterest, you can find our board as Kicking Instrument Podcast, and our website is kickingandstreamingpodcast.com. But you don't have to log into our website if you to listen to us. We are on Castbox, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and. Every single other casting that you can you can find. You'll find us. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're on iHeartRadio. Listen to me. You can find us anywhere. And here's what you got to do. If you were listening to an episode while you were in your car and you got home and you think, Oh God, I have to finish this episode when I get back in the car. Mm-mm. All you have to do is walk into your home and say, Alexa, play Kicking Instrument Podcast. That's it. Boom. You can say, hey, Google, play Kicking Instrument Podcast. That's it. Boom.
1: We are you, everywhere. Yes. 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 Yeah, we can, we'll even follow you into the bathroom.
0: You. you, you <laughs> <laughs> did you just hear this?
1: <laughs> Did you, one of your devices
0: wake up? Yeah. Google Google decided he was going to talk back. <laughs> Yo, this is funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole thing about following you into your bathroom, we will do that as long as it's not number two. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, me and Jocelyn, we out of there, man. Ain't nobody wants to. Yeah, do that.
1: yeah no, nobody needs to. <laughs> no nobody needs that
0: so once again Jojo it's so good to have you back and uh, please Thank don't you. get sick again
1: yeah um, I'll do my best <laughs> I don't want to
0: I have to tell you not cool not cool not cool yeah no, no. <laughs>
1: and literally because I was burning up with fever yeah. Ah. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> every yeah, time I say hey Jojo yay I'm still having a fever my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drink some water, get under the shower, do something, (laughs) man. Get that fever down, you know. But again, it is fantastic to have you back. And so our folks, thank you for coming back this week. Thank you for uh, staying with us because we know you're still there. We have a very very quiet audience, you know. (laughs) But we know you're all there because you'll be downloading our stuff. We know that
1: they're very respectful.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> but feel free to talk to us once in a while. Every now and yeah,
1: yet. we're nice. Yeah, we'll talk mostly. Back
0: <laughs> <laughs> so next week we'll be back with another episode for you. And next week I think we're going to talk about uh, raising Dion, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's a fantastic little show. So, if you're listening today and you want to get started on Raising Dion, my friends, do that. And next week, listen to the episode and see if you agree with what we have to say. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of things I'm excited about, Jocelyn. And, um, you know, my shows are back. The Crown is back. And I've been watching The Crowns on and off. Um, the men in the high castle is back and I've been watching that on and off. So you know what? I think the fall is a beautiful season to stream. Yeah. Kicking and streaming.
1: Yeah. And Disney Plus is available now. Yeah. And uh, we picked that up. My my husband very kindly picked that up while you I was did. He, he, yes, because he thought I would want to watch something and I unfortunately would start something and either immediately fall asleep or completely lose the plot line because of <laughs> having a fever. So um, anyway, but we have Disney plus now, so that's exciting.
0: I've been tempted to, to look up Disney plus and I don't know Jojo cause like, you know, they have this bundle with Hulu and ESPN plus I'm not interested in, in, in ESPN. I already have Hulu and you know, I don't know if there's anything really on Disney Plus that I'm, like, madly interested about. And I know that they have the Mandalorian and shit, but fuck them on the Lord Mandalorian. I don't even know who that nigga is. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, all I know is that baby Yoda is in the shit. So, whatever that
1: means. Yeah. Yeah. When, when so, was Yoda baby? He's, he's dude? been... Sh- I I don't know, but he's been showing up in memes everywhere, so I kind of think I need to watch the series just so I understand the memes. (laughs) Okay, you tell me what it's about. I'm not not feeling
0: it, man. I'm not feeling it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, then, Jojo, you have a fantastic week. Thank you, 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 my friends. Thank you. Have a good day.
1: Bye, everybody. Thank you.
0: Bye, people.